Today is Valentine's Day. And in obedience to what I've been called to do for this platform, let it be a reminder that, again, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. But even in that classic Valentine scripture, let's delve a little deeper into what love looks like. Welcome to the Fill the Well podcast. I am your host, Apostle Jennifer P. Harris, based out of St. Louis, Missouri. I thank you for spending time with me as we go through God's word, as we are reminded that new wine cannot go in old wineskins, and that we remember that sometimes along this journey, through this thing called faith, we need to stop and be replenished. And God's word, again, is the best fountain to be filled by. So I welcome you with the love of Jesus Christ through the grace of our Father as we begin this week once more and again to fill our wells. John 3.16 is often quoted and referred to as the Valentine's Day scripture. And while I agree with that, I believe there is more to that particular scripture. And since there is more to that particular scripture, we have to really examine Genesis 1 first. Now, again, because it's Valentine's Day, I won't try to be incredibly deep with this. But also, I don't want to be shallow either. I think that robs the text of power when you try and not just sugarcoat, but lessen the impact and meaning of the text. We know that in Genesis 1 and 1, it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And there were, there is, rather, a couple that I admire very much, but I don't want to get over emotional because um, they mean a lot to me. Here in my hometown of St. Louis, Missouri, there there is the couple known as Cl- Apostle Cladell and Pastor Mickey King. Uh, Apostle Cladell, her husband, transitioned years ago, so he is home to be with the Lord. And... Pastor Mickey is still in the world being amazing and dynamic and surrendered completely to what God has asked her to do. And what she told me, she actually got from her husband, Apostle Cladell. He said that God was in the beginning, before there was the beginning, there was God. Now, again, I'm going to say it again. Before there was a beginning, there was God. And because Genesis says in the beginning, we know that God was before that beginning. So since God was before the beginning and God is the beginning, we know that love and its immense capacity for change and for justice and for right and for soothing and for help and for rescue and for comfort 
God had a plan to redeem man even then. And love is beyond the erotic. Love is beyond the flowers and candy and intimacy you may receive today. Love is so powerful and so compelling that love creates. Love creates and love sustains and love admonishes you to do right. Love gives chances. Love gets in the trenches. Love is on the hilltop the and in the valleys. Love this agape love, this God level love that God has for us is summarized in John 3.16. And since I say that I follow Jesus and since God is love, I must show love to the people who don't even like me. Now, come on. I must show love to the people who also love me. I must be able to show that love in the world and show up with that love in the world. I like that right there. And show up with that love in the world. Because love goes beyond heartbeats and butterflies and will you be my girlfriend or will you marry me? Love says I'll be with you as best I can. Love says I'll be with you when all hope is lost, love, love is there. When doctors report say there are, there is no hope. Love is there when people, when people you love and thought the best of mess up. Love is there in the pursuit of justice and correction and rebuke. Love is bigger than the present. Love is the gift. And because love is the gift, we must be willing to share that. Again, John 3.16 says, 3.16 says, for God so loved the world. Now, what, what I love right there, what I love right there, and if I was a better preacher, I could really lean on that. For God so loved the world. The thing that, especially now being a parent, when I listen to that, when I read that, I read it now from the vantage point of not just a child, but a parent. My children are now in their teenage years. They are dynamic young women. They are beautiful and intelligent. And I am doing my best to model Christ before them, even in answering their questions, even in grappling when they struggle, when they don't know, or when they think God is not there, or God does not care, or, or mom prays, and I don't know why. These children that I have been charged to care for, and to love and to shape, I love them so much that I t I've told them this since they were small. 
There is nothing you could ever do to make me not love you. Love fosters communication. Love, again, as Paul says, love keeps no record of wrong. Love's pursuit is reconciliation and unity. For God so loved the world. The world. And all he wants us to do is to accept that love. To accept that love, even when we don't understand, even when we mess up, even when we walk away, even when we don't understand. To meet him in the places by which we think we can't be met. Because too often we think that Christianity is done by sheer will. That we'll just muscle through the hard places. That we won't bother God with this thing. When God wants you to come to him with, the, with those things. He wants you to seek his face in those things, with those things, by those things. There is never going to be a time in your Christian walk where you will not need God. Nothing about this is on autopilot. And I think the sooner that we as the body learn that, the more sane and stable the body of Christ will become. Because as long as we think that when it's smooth, when nothing is going on, that we don't need God, that we can just do it ourselves, we deceive ourselves. Because there's never going to be a time where you will not need God or not need his love, not need his direction, not need to be comforted by him. There may be times, and uh, Dr. Charles Stanley said this, he said, and it was, oh man, it was powerful. He said that the believers either, he said the child, again, roughly paraphrasing. He said that for the life of the believer, they're either coming in, going into a storm or coming out of a storm. There's never going to be a time where it's going to be completely smooth sailing. There'll be more days, if we could just be so bold as to say, where there's more light to be let in, where it doesn't look as dark. But understand that there will never be a day that you will not need God. And as again, as we saw and read in Genesis, in the beginning, in the beginning, in the beginning, and also we see that echoed again in in the Gospel of John, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. The Word was made flesh and, and dwelt among us. You have to understand that there is a sustainability in love that you as a believer will always need and need access to and need more of. There's never going to be a time where you won't need it. There's never going to be a time where you won't need to find more of it. Again, God so loved, for God so loved the world. That includes people you don't like. That, that includes people that you don't necessarily agree with. That's people who have walked away from you, lied on you. You have to understand that God, God's love covers them too. 
and also love because it keeps no record of wrong love also forgives that does not mean you are a doormat and the lord gave me this particular revelation a couple days ago in forgiving you release man you release what was a weight you release you give god back that that thank you holy ghost you give me you give you give god back that space you give you back that space love is so powerful that you have to use it on a day-to-day -day basis and you never run out of it love empowers you to forgive and and if need be necessary walk away because you've released those people you've released that thing you've released that particular circumstance or issue love is so big love is so powerful love is so flexible of a muscle that it can even redeem time and what a valentine's day it is to know that in the beginning in the divine in the divine imagination of god there was you there was you be strengthened and be blessed If you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, I would like to give you that invitation now. You can do it wherever you are, no matter what time of day. God is always listening and always anxious to hear from his children. Repeat this simple prayer. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my life and make me new. I believe that you came, you died, and you rose and are coming again. I accept you as Lord of my life. Teach me how to follow you, listen to you, and love you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that simple prayer, I believe you got born again and welcome to the family of Christ. Get into a good Bible-based church. Find a version of the Bible by which you are most comfortable reading and begin with the book of John or the book of Luke as they are the easiest, they are the most easiest to read. I look forward to seeing you this time again. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to Fill the Well podcast this week. I hope that you were encouraged. I hope that you were strengthened. I hope that you are reminded that God is still able and able to do all things. I look forward to speaking to you all next week. 
If you would be so inclined to sow a seed into this ministry, you may do so via PayPal. The PayPal is Apostle J.B. Harris at gmail.com. Again, that is A-P-O-S-T-L-E. J as in Jack, B as in boy, H as in hot, A-R-R-I-S at gmail.com. Until next week, may your prayers be fruitful. May God ever smile on you and may your well stay full.